Hello. What? Hi. I really hate people who put snack foods in their hand. And oh, they, and do that thing? And they shake it around like they're. And they pop them in your mouth? Like they're shaking dice before a big roll in a game of craps. It's, it's fucking peanuts, dude. You have peanuts in your hand. You don't need to shake it. It is them a peanuts around. move. It's the originator. It's the it's it's got to be like the original way people ate peanuts. There's no reason to shake them around. It doesn't do anything. <laughs> I kind of like that. It's almost like flipping a coin. Like gangsters would like flip a coin in the air and catch it. Maybe if it like was it's a similar move. Maybe if it was checks mix or something that had a bit of variety to it, and you just wanted to get a random mouthful. Yeah. That's a good point. Of checks or pratzel or bagel. Oh, or the sesame stick, which was the best. Do they have bagel in Chex Mix? Mm, I think so. Oh, no, they have rye chips. Oh, same thing. It's a rat. Mm, it's not. Yeah, and as far as I'm the, concerned, it's stale bread. The Okay, well, so the Chex Mix doesn't have the sesame stick in it. May as well be crouton. It has the white and the brown checks. It has the little itty bitty pretzels, sometimes pretzel rods, peanuts, and maybe I'm thinking of the Ghirardelli snack mix. Is that what it's called? That's chocolate. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's, got, it's a shiny bag and it has like a red thing with gold, maybe. And it's like Ghirard. It's not Ghirardelli. You're right. Because that's chocolate or wait is that shiny bag red thing with gold snack brings up nothing it brings up red (laughs) red gold chip bag on etsy okay wait wait oh that's chocolate shit okay hold on rye chip snack mix yes this oh what's it called Oh, Gar- Gar- Gardetto? Gar- Gardetto. Gar- Gardetto. Gardetto snack mix. Gardetto. Oh, quality since 1932. Oh, yeah, right. It's made by General Mills. Well, it's not. It, I'm sure that in 1932, it was official by like a family or something. Yeah, by Gardetto himself. Gardetto yes. was a creation of Giuseppe General Gardetto. It was a creation of General Mills. Gardetto was never a real man. No? I don't know. Maybe it was. I'm just saying. The Gargetto family? I'm just saying. People buy into this. These big conglomerates tell you the backstories of, you know, it's like the Popeye's chicken woman. No. No. She doesn't. It's not her recipe. Welcome to One Topic, where we stick to one topic. My name is Autumn Fisher. My name is Greg Russ, and I would like to let the listening audience know that I saved you this week from a full episode on cicadas. <laughs> We're not going to talk about cicadas for the entire hour? When I was asking Autumn what this week's topic should be, she said cicadas, and she sent a recording, an audio recording of the cicadas, because I know they're insane right now in Maryland. You're right in the, the thick of it. Yes, they're out. It's been so interesting because at first, well, okay, wait. So hold on, I want to, I want to get into it. But you're gonna pull up. The, you're gonna pull up the recording. Is that what you're gonna do? 
No, I just want to talk about everything I know about them. Oh, okay. Well, the, so I thought, I, I, one, I can't speak to cicadas. I could do some research. We could do a whole uh-huh. show on cicadas. But I also don't really feel like doing that. And it made me think, though, because you are very into cicadas right now. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, They're dominating your headspace. They are. You're sending, again, recordings of them. You're telling me the, the numbers that they're... It's incredible. You're drawing pictures of them. It's true. You're creating cicada artwork where the cicada says, sup. I'll, set, I'll post it on our Facebook page. <laughs> so I, <laughs> I thought today's topic could be, how did I phrase it? Let me look up my text to you. Exactly. I said the topic could be new, new topics. topics. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> you do it. Jinx. <laughs> new topics we suddenly find interesting, which dominate our lives for a short while. Because throughout life, there are things, and you have kids, and this happens a lot with kids, I assume. Sure. But there are things yeah. that pop into your life. You get really into them for a little bit. Sometimes they linger around, or other times it's it. It's there. You, you do a lot of research. You spend a lot of your time studying it, learning more about it, and then it's done. It's gone. And Yeah, a lot of times it's against your will when it comes to the kids. You're like, why do I know so much about Paw Patrol? Well, even like you are being, yes, it's against your will. You're being forced to learn about certain things, your kids' interests. Yeah. But even kids, they're very fickle. It's like, I'm into this. And then, you know, three months later, you think that your kid is into something and you buy them. A t- I think maybe as a parent, you're more in tune with this. But as a, a, an auxiliary family member or a friend, you're like, hey, I know you're really into this. I brought you the latest Paw Patrol toy. And they just don't right. give a shit anymore. Oh, it's true. Like um, it used to be uh, Hatchimals. Hatchimals are done. <laughs> Uh, it used to be LOL dolls. LOL dolls are done. So what what you what you want to do is after Christmas, you want to go and buy toys and things for your kids for next year when things are on sale. But you it's just a, a roll of the dice, whether they're still going to be into that thing or not. And I assume. Well, what's wrong with Hatchimals? Nothing's wrong with Hatchimals. You just, you just like maybe a new crop of kids are still into it, you know, like discover it and then also move through it. But I mean, right now, I mean, it used to be all about, you know, opening the eggs, looking at them, fig- you know, putting them together. I don't know, just like playing with what them. Changed? Doing- what changed? What changes? Some of these YouTube videos says this isn't cool anymore. No. Well, I mean, Ellie was into them and now she doesn't really watch youtube videos about kids playing with toys anymore she mostly watches people play video games like those people screaming constantly anybody who has kids that watch youtube and then what they watch are people playing games like adult people who act like children playing video games like playing roblox or whatever and they're screaming constantly i hate it i always think about the person who has the youtube fame but most of their viewers are kids i guess when the check comes you don't give a shit (laughs) who cares but if if you're in it for fame and not just money, it's like how does it feel to be famous amongst children? Well, and their demographic may be tough to gauge because if Ellie watches those people, you can't find them on kids' YouTube. You can only find them on adult YouTube or like whatever, my username. What so what it? they think is like a 38-year-old woman is watching their show. <laughs> what was the other one that she liked? Funne. Funne. F-U-N-N-E-H. It's her and all of her siblings. And they all have different color hair. 
And they're the best ones. They don't do a ton of screaming. They're kind of funny. They don't really put they're their not- faces on the screen. Yeah, you don't see their faces that often. Like, But a lot of those other ones, like the screaming ones, usually have them in the corner. And like they're either like a cool guy or they're like a gamer girl. It's like, oh, my God, I can't believe we got the diamond. You know, like that. And I want to shoot myself. I don't like when the people put themselves in the corner and then they do the things like the snap zoom when something happens yeah. and they zoom in quickly to themselves in the back. Or like a camera shake. Like, whoa. So hopefully she'll be, you know, out of that phase soon. Who mm-hmm. knows what's next on the list for her. But I'm surprised that those video game videos have lasted this long. The YouTube videos. As an They've interest. Lost a- as an interest. But getting to us and away from kids, I was just using kids as an example because sure. you know you see it play out quite often in kids. The world's new. There are a lot of things they had no idea existed. Knowledge is is thrown at them, and they think, "Oh wow, that's real. That's a thing." And then, of course, it makes sense that they get into something, and then something else comes along and distracts them. But you, right well, now, yeah. Well, what are you going to say? Well, I was going to say before they become you know, more sentient or whatever it does. You, your brain space is taken over with like the color of their poop, you know, like how much you're feeding them, what they can eat. Like I did baby led weaning, which is you don't feed them baby food. You feed them real food, but you have to make sure it's like food that they can digest. And then people are worried that they can't, you know what I mean? Like you start getting into this community of baby led weaning. You know, I joined a Facebook group. People ask questions on there. You know, what do you, what does a baby led wiener do for <laughs> I don't know if they're called wieners but <laughs> what, do, what do you do for lunches you know what do you make for breakfast it's like getting tips and ideas and so that kind of stuff does take over your brain for a while and then all of a sudden you're just like not worried about that anymore and it's gone baby led wiener yeah I was a, I was a wiener I was a baby led BLWer well you're into the cicadas that's, that's, that's yes. what spawned this whole thing Right now, you are obsessed with cicadas. Uh, Yeah. At first, when I knew that they were coming, I was dreading it. And I thought it was disgusting. And now I love it. I think it's so amazing. What have you learned about cicadas? Well, they come out of the ground when the ground has reached 64 degrees. Some come out earlier. Some come out later. But the majority of them trillions come out when the ground is 64 degrees they dig their little ways out they climb onto anything just because they want to get up they climb up something and then they start to shed their little shells and we've seen those little shells ever you know like you you see those cicada shells even like the ones that are annual um so they do that and then they dry out on wherever they've climbed for a couple days their wings get big and dry they get harder you know their little exoskeleton firms up and then they start calling and right now that's what's happening there's this just this constant din of noise that's happening in our neighborhood and it's incredible it sounds like a spaceship landing a cacophony of these things these creatures absolutely listen hear me maybe i can get it to go on ah on.
Yep, that's summer on overdrive. Yeah. I think about, you know, as a kid growing up in Georgia where there's already a lot more bugs because it's so humid and hot. Not that it's not humid here in New York. It does get just as humid, but, mm-hmm. and there, there are plenty of bugs, but you know, living in the suburbs, a lot of trees and stuff. And then there's the sound of summer hearing those, but this I know is the insanity of their cycle where they're all out. How many get killed? Seven, when they- seven, oh, so many, so many, because not only do you like run over them, you step on them. Um, a lot of them are uh, come out of their shells and they get they get stuck in their shells or their wings aren't formed properly and so they can't fly. Birds There's come. a lot of problems. Birds eat them. Uh, um, opossums. <laughs> yeah. They, yeah. Eat, they eat them. Snakes. There's a whole notice about like be careful of snakes because the snakes are coming because there's gonna they're gonna eat. The entire yard is going to be covered in their shells. And then once they mate, the males die. That's a whole group of of insects that are going to be falling on the ground. And then the females dig these little holes with their butt and then like deposit these little eggs in the young tree limbs, like tree branches. And then they die. And so the ground is covered with not just their shells, but also now their dead bodies. That's going to be like in mid-June. Um, and then it's pretty interesting. They're little... And like a two weeks or something later, these little nymphs is what they're called. They're called nymphs. They hatch out of their shell. They look like tiny little lobsters. They crawl out to the edge and they just, they just like fall off the branch. And then they instinctually dig down and they live there in the ground for 17 years. Peter is four years old. He's going to be, what is he? 20, he's going to be. How old will he be in 17 years? Come on, you can do the math. It's not that 20- difficult. <laughs> I can't, no, I can't do 26. the 26. He's four now, and in 17 years, he's going to be 26. 24. No. No, that's Ellie's 20, going to be 24? No. Oh, he'll be 21, right? And she'll be 24. <laughs> that took, she's just turned- it took much longer than it needed to to figure out. Oh, please. I am not good at simple math. It's fine. <laughs> 17 plus four. 26. Shut up. What's I'm just saying. <laughs> well. This is a fact about me and I've accepted it. I'm not great at simple math. If I had it on paper, I could do it. No problem. But when you talk about those simple concepts, I'm not great at that. Like if you're like four plus seven, I don't know. I mean, it is using. Where some people just instinctually just know it. They're like, oh, duh. It's this. I, I'm not great with that. It is interesting to use them as a time marker, the passage of time when they return. You think you're going to still be in Maryland in 17 years? I, who knows what the future holds? I I'm just curious. Idea. I know that you can't answer that for sure. I kind of hope so. And you want to be around again for the... I kind of do. I mean, I'm, I'm really creating like a group of people here. The kids that made a great school district. The kids have friends. You know, there's a whole system that's sort of growing here that I really like. You know? I know I asked you if you would move back to Atlanta and you were offended. (laughs) I was not offended. Yeah, the response seemed to be offense. I think if I had, um, if I didn't have kids, then I'd move all around. I'd figure something out. Where would you go if you didn't have kids? You would just be on the, you'd be a nomad? (laughs) I would uh, get a van 
and I would do that thing and I'd make sure I document it on TikTok. No, I don't know. I would probably move back to Atlanta, but I'd want to live somewhere really great, you know? It feels that the only reason I asked is, you know, with the radio show being there. Yeah. You could really get in and knock that woman out from doing all those endorsements. She can remain but nameless. Bless her heart. She doesn't, you know, you could be there. You have a support system of family yeah, and friends. And but the support system would be cool. But uh, as far as radio goes, it's not like just because I'm there, people are going to start giving me work. You know what I mean? It's going to, it's the time of looking to radio to pay my bills is passing. <laughs> is it? Is this what's happening? Yeah. For sure. Like all this, all the digital stuff we're doing with the, with the Von Hesser doctrine. It's that bad, huh? Yeah. I think the end is nigh. I don't think the end. I think that we're, we're on a, we're on a track, but it's in a circle. And they're like, yeah, just keep going. Yep. Just keep going. But all right. That's a different topic for a different time and not even my topic. It's not my business to discuss. That is interesting though. But you this could, is just speculation, you know, I don't know. You could leverage some of the radio stuff, I feel, being sure. in Atlanta. You live in a place now where nobody knows. They don't listen. They, oh, yeah, she does some I know, show. it's kind of nice. It doesn't mean anything. Like, I think about that here. Not that I'm on the show full time, but, oh, yeah, I'm just on a show in Atlanta where it's strange to think that people there know your name. I know. And it is kind of, I do think sometimes, like, Oh, I'm looking really shitty or I'm feeling really shitty, but I'm out in the world and I'm really glad that there's no chance for anyone to know me except for people who I actually know. But like, and it's, and even, I mean, it's not like anybody would know me in Atlanta, but there is a higher chance that someone might, you know, I remember, I remember trying to go into the 10 high for metal. So tell the story. Well, there was a point when it wasn't because I thought I was famous. That was because. I thought that he knew that Nick and I worked together. Yeah, the radio show had started, the Von Hessler Doctrine, and (laughs) we were going in, and he asked to see IDs, and you showed your ID, and he said, Autumn! And you're like, yeah, yeah, that's me! Thinking that he knew you from the radio show. And then he said, just like the girl from 500 Days of Summer. (laughs) Which isn't even the main, it's just a woman at the end of the movie. I know, people love to tell me that story, though. Well, because it's an impactful ending. Sure. It's a little cheesy that she has a season name, just like Summer did. Oh, I loved it. The the season that followed, a little heavy-handed. That's fine. Listen, the whole movie is a little heavy-handed. Okay, so anyway. <laughs> Next time the cicadas come out, hopefully you'll have your shit together. That's yeah. <laughs> if you're using it as a marker. Your children will be adults. The next time the cicada, then they maybe have two yeah. more cicada cicada cycles in your life before you're dead. Three, probably Oof. three, maybe then uh, <laughs> two, possibly. Yeah, maybe two. I, maybe two. I don't think three. Could be three. We don't know the way it goes. You think so? So you're really into the cicadas right now. Getting oh my back, God. getting back I'm to the fascinated. I can't believe that they're just under the ground. They live off of tree sap, and then they just know. 17 years later how do they know what kind of like what kind of animal instinctual magic is that do you know what I mean like we can explain why I don't know whales 
will swim to certain places certain times of the year because they say that like they follow the magnetic waves of the earth or something what what is telling these cicadas to come out it's it's just biological they get to a certain point where it's like it's time it's time to go you mean to tell me that like two years ago they didn't look the same as they do now as these little like things that come out i don't know i don't know you're the one who's doing all the research i have not (laughs) gotten into cicadas to the point where i have studied this and to any i tried to look up like cicadas underground and it's you know, it, I think that um, maybe five years ago I could have looked that up and gotten more information. But now everything's dominated with like they're out and what are they doing and how long will they be here? It's interesting that it happens all in the same year because biological yeah. clocks for humans, puberty, for example. When does a woman get her first period? When does she become a woman? When does a girl become a woman? Mm-hmm. You know, all when does that kick in? It's different. It's a range. It's not exactly 12 for everyone. When they hit 12 years old, that kicks in. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not trying to dismiss the interest that is tied to yeah. to this. It, there is something worth exploring there. I, I think just, it's so interesting. And I think it's really cool. I feel like anyone that I see in my neighborhood, I want to look at them and like, can you believe this is happening? Do well, you hear it? You know, on, on this topic, what are some other things in your life that became points of interest? That you really, really got into, dominated your being. I really got into uh, discrediting George Lucas <laughs> and his um, his uh, prequels, and then his butchering of the original four, five, and six. What did this look like? When did this happen? It probably started. I mean, I was already irritated that he was re-editing the originals and, like, adding in all of his fucking bullshit. But now we know who shot first, right? Yeah, fuck no. No, we don't. Yes, I mean, yes, we do. It wasn't Greedo or whatever his name was. (laughs) Ton! It makes sense for the anyway. It's just that kind of bullshit that like it. It made me so. Where were you? Where are you executing this online? Were you Uh, seeking out conversations? Were you forcing people to talk about Star Wars so you could? uh, I was talking about it with the only people, like anybody that would listen. (laughs) Hey, you like Star Wars? And that was kind of like maybe Tim Andrews. It was my cousin and his wife. It was when we moved. And I mean, I was like I said, I was already annoyed with the issues before, but then and then the movies came out and it's so disappointing. And I really. I mean, it, it, it lived in the same category as like, man, George Lucas really fucked up. And then I started to get really into it. I started to really think about it. There's a parallel there, I feel as though you had moved. Your life was changing. The story, the yeah. narrative of your life, and then this <gasps> one point of yes. consistency in your life, this love of Star Wars, was also changing. Yeah. And you didn't like that. You wanted the stability of the Star Wars, and you had nothing else going on. You've got you had absolutely nothing. So, I mean, you had kids, a kid. I had I had yeah Ellie, but I was also like alone and sad. You had Ellie, and then you had George Lucas discrediting him. And then when that ran its course, you said, what can I do? And like, oh, have another kid. Another kid. And that's, <laughs> that's the choice. That's the way forward. 
That'll distract me for a bit. <laughs> okay, so anything else? You can go back at any point in your life. Like if I, I wrote a list of things. Yeah, what do you have? I mean, when I'm going back to being a kid, I got into Atlanta Knights hockey. I really got oh, into really? the, remember the Atlanta Knights? Yes, yeah. I was young enough to not understand that they were a minor league team. <laughs> I Yeah, I know what you're talking about. We went to some... I was excited for hockey to be happening, and I was like, oh, cool, hockey. Yeah, we went to a game. My dad took me to one of the games at the Omni, and I loved it. And I had never experienced ice hockey before. And I remember the guys just fighting, especially in the minor leagues, because they don't... So much fun. They don't give a shit. They're just, they were just the, this guy got in a fight, and the Atlanta Knights guy beat him up, and in the process... Uh, the guy from the other team punched the Atlanta Knights guy in the helmet and uh -huh. broke his hand. I remember him skating towards me. He was going to the bench and he was holding his hand up and his finger was broken. And I thought, <gasps> wow, this is amazing. And they would play several games a week, but I feel as though Friday nights quite often there was a game and I would watch it. I had to watch it and I had my routine. Uh, I would get Twizzlers, a big bag of Twizzlers, and I'd sit there in my bedroom and watch Atlanta Knights and then I would study and learn as much as I could about the players and hockey in general. And it was a little more difficult at that time because the internet wasn't around yet, or I, I don't think that we even had dial up at that point. So yeah, I, have when, to go, I have to go to my grandparents and look at the encyclopedia and man, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. I loved it though. And then I found out that the Knights were a minor league team. I don't know why it took so long. I thought they were, Similar to baseball, the American League and the National League back in the day before interleague play, the two leagues were wholly separate. So the Braves were in the National League, and I didn't know much about the American League teams. I knew who they were. I didn't see any of their games. And How so old I, were you? So I, so I thought this was middle school. Okay. When did that? So 94, I feel. I feel 94 or 93, the Atlanta okay. Knights won what was the Turner Cup, the championship. And I said, wow, this is, Wow. I, I didn't quite know that that meant nothing at all. And so I thought like the Knights were because I knew of the New York Rangers and the Philadelphia Flyers. And I thought, okay, that's like maybe the national league. And there's this whole other league that I don't know much about, but they're still professional. I guess they're professional because they got paid, but, uh, it's like the Knights. And then my dad said, no, that's a minor league team. And it really crushed it for me. Oh, did it? Because I, I don't want to watch minor league. It doesn't mean it's, and then they won that championship. It's like, who, who cares? Did you try and get into major league hockey? Who cares? Yeah, that was the same time I chose the New York Rangers. I, I like them, and they ended up winning right. the Stanley Cup that year. It was the last time they won the Stanley Cup. And I thought, oh. yeah, wow, that's my that team. That was your doing. That's mine. I, I made that happen. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, There was the point I got into musicals, which is where my love of Cats and Phantom of the Opera come from. That was also in middle school. I feel like middle school for me, as a kid, you're discovering quite a few things and a lot. But I don't know if the brain capacity is not there or the attention span or to get really in depth. Like I liked video games when I was a kid and I know that I had interest, but the first times I remember really just laser focus on something was seemingly in middle school. And I had that middle school yeah. music teacher who introduced us to musicals and that was a thing for a while and I took I had my mom take me to Best Buy and I would get uh, the CDs, the soundtracks of various things and yeah. in the process I got the Andrew Lloyd Webber Greatest Hits which introduced me 
Oh. But that, well, I got that. And then from there, I said, I got to get the full albums. And that's why there was somewhat of a focus on Andrew Lloyd Webber. Gotcha. There was more than that. There was outside. I remember we watched West Side Story and I enjoyed that and I got that soundtrack. But yeah, Andrew Lloyd Webber became a thing, which now people make fun of. But they probably made fun of then. But I was a kid, so they would leave me alone. See, my mom got me into Phantom. And so I was listening to it like in elementary school. Has your mom ever seen Phantom? Yeah. So um, we, uh, the Phantom came to the Fox Theater and I was so excited. We were all going to go. And then I got chicken pox and I couldn't go. And I was Did they go without you? Yes. Good. They should. That's probably very expensive <laughs> tickets. I was so sad. My Aunt Eileen came and stayed with me while they went. I was so, so sad. And then the next time uh, it came around, they we got tickets and I went to see it. And I looked through our binoculars a lot. And then when I was asked about like what I thought about it, I didn't remember a lot of it. And I think it was because I was like not experiencing it. You know, I was like just looking through, I was looking too closely at it. Oh yeah. I mean, if you're staring at the binoculars and just kind of watching the show, which is an interesting way to watch it, but yeah, that's the first time you saw it though. And you watched it. That was the first time I saw it was in Atlanta. Through binoculars. I saw one of those tours at the Fox theater. They don't have. It was the, good. Uh, I really, I, I liked it, but. Yeah, I enjoyed I mean, it also. Yeah. And then there was yeah, a. Phantom holds a weird special place for me. Yeah. It's same, same for me, obviously. I've yeah. never hidden my love for it. And then this interest was renewed. It's funny. It came through teacher, seventh grade teacher, and then not for Phantom, but just musical theater and then even opera for a bit. There just wasn't much opera happening in Atlanta, but I did go see the magic right. flute, but I had a teacher in college at Georgia state professor street. And he really, you know, sometimes when people are into something themselves, they're going to teach it in a way that's enthused and right. that can translate. Maybe some people think what a loser, what a dork this guy's into this stuff. But there was already the, the seed had been planted and I, I already liked musical theater. So, uh, that was nice to have. Did you actually like cats though? You actually liked it or did you think this is weird and it's fun? We've talked about cats so much. Even when the movie came out, I told you I didn't actually see cats. Mm -hmm. I knew the music and for the longest time I enjoyed just knowing the music and not having ever seen the show. I enjoyed you knowing music as well. Outside of the PBS the I mean it wasn't the PBS special but PBS would show that cats oh my god movie yes like during the telethons yeah so I oh my god I'd seen it there but I didn't see cats yeah. on stage until and the only time until a few years ago 2019 maybe maybe it was 2018 and yes I loved it because I get that it's I was disappointed the first time I saw it. Because like, listen, Andrew Lloyd Webber, I'm in. I'm going to enjoy it. And then I was like, wait, they're just introducing themselves constantly. Well, I was. I wanted the romance, you know, that I thought was going to be like Jesus Christ Superstar. All of that. Like I wanted. It doesn't have your traditional arc. It doesn't have your traditional story arc. And that's okay. It's just a. I enjoy cats through you more than I enjoy cats by myself. Well, I'm glad that I can provide that to you. It is interesting, though, at the time that I first got into this in seventh grade, you had 
people you know, I go to school with and got the Adam Sandler CDs. And I, I got, like. I got, I like those too. That's right up your alley in, in middle school. <laughs> Not just yours, anyone's. Any middle schooler is oh going to like the Adam They're Sandler. They're so dumb. If you think about the stuff that we listen to like that with like that goat or something. Yeah, the talking goat. Like, so stupid. They were pretty ridiculous. They had all-star yeah. casts and all of Adam Sandler's friends. But there were other people. David Spade was on there and there were other big names. I'm sure that uh, what's the guy who died? Chris, he's on there. No, I don't think so. Yeah, I think it was after he died. No, he was on some of those. Yeah? Yeah, he did a voice. Well, if you want to talk about that kind of thing, I was really into that. I I, I don't remember all of them now, but I feel like I could recite every bit on one of those CDs. Oh, and like his little parody songs, I loved. Keep talking. I'm just trying to see if Chris Farley was... I don't think he was. It was a before. It was before he died, though. I, I feel like oh, he had what? to have. A, I feel as though he had to have a spot on there. They're all going to laugh at you. Is the debut Adam Sandler album? These things wouldn't exist these days. Comedy oh, albums. No. no. Can you imagine? No. Piece of shit car. Yeah, they were pretty. I ridiculous. got a piece of shit car. But I'm. I'm here. I am buying Broadway albums and people are getting yeah. Adam Sandler or they're getting the new Green Day Insomniac which would funny too some people say, Green Day is so dumb or not dumb well dumb and done I meant to say done but people oh. would say dumb also uh-huh. uh, they're done they're they're finished Dookie was it that was like their first album and then this Insomniac was the second no, album No Dookie wasn't their first Yeah it was, was just the first one. No there was stuff before just okay. Dookie was the one that was the biggest Well the biggest before whatever yeah, this this because I feel like I got made fun of for not knowing earlier Green Day, like oh you only know Dookie. Okay, so then there's some people in tune with this. Like if this uh, proves my point even more. I'm looking this up now though. Their their discography. Mm-hmm. What is it? So there was Kerplunk. That's right. There was that one. Kerplunk. And then there was 39 slash Smooth. I don't know what the hell that one was. I don't know. I dream that I don't get no more. I'm busting up and out and growing bored. I loved Dookie. I would, <laughs> I would uh, mow the lawn and I would listen to it in my, you know, cassette player Walkman thing. I love that your parents would make you mow the lawn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go mow the lawn. Well, it was my chore, and I got, you know, uh, an allowance for it. Was it a self-propelled lawnmower, or did you have to push that I don't know. thing? Well, I mean, it was a push mower. Yeah, but did it when you squeezed the handle? Did it? Oh yeah, the wheels turn yeah. itself, and you just kind of had guess, to steer but it. it. Did, it it's not like it didn't take effort. No, and it's you not. Know, you had to like push it up hills and stuff. Okay, so by the time Insomniac came out, and people, I've been a fan for so long. How you buy Insomniac? You're a loser. Mm-hmm. But you know, people are into this. I and, just didn't prefer Insomniac. <gasps> like when I didn't like the first video that came out for it on MTV, where it was like they were doing dentistry. I was like, eh. and then and then they got all lame with their like this is the best of your life and it was like all over the olympics they were playing like their music behind the olympic like interviews and stuff and then there was the musical get the fuck out of here the sellouts went losers uh around the same time middle school i was really into computer video games consoles were out for me 
PC oh, game. Oh, tell me more. PC. Now we've talked about this, I think, on the video games episode, but the Sierra Sierra games, Space Quest, King's Quest, yes. Police Quest, for whatever reason, became my favorite, which is, I look back on it and it is insane because the other ones were interesting. King's Quest, and not to say Police Quest wasn't, but Police Quest was just somewhat of a procedural and there mm. were storylines to them. But I had this idea that I wanted to be a detective playing one of those until I found out you had to be a uniformed officer first. And then I said, fuck that. No. <laughs> Why would you it have made to... you want to be a, like in law enforcement? And it made me want to be a detective. I didn't yeah. want to do anything else. You have to be a uniformed officer first before you become a detective? Yes. Oh. You got to put in your time. It's a promotion. You got to play the game. You got to the, the bureaucratic Are you telling me system. Columbo was a cop at some point? <laughs> That's not true. They were cops. They were cops. Uniformed officers before they became detectives, which to me Weird. downplayed the whole. It's like this doesn't. A detective should be. You're good. You're a detective. You get to yeah. skip this part. Yeah. But no, you had to understand policing, and so then that kind of destroyed police quest for me. Leisure Suit Larry. All those games where you had to explore the world, similar to Maniac Mansion, but it was like look at, pick up, use this with this, yeah. talk to this person. And you had to take note of things and explore. And mm-hmm. I was really into those. But computer games in general, Command and Conquer was a game that I loved. I loved flight simulators. And some of them, people still to this day are insane with those. They chart their really? courses. I'm taking off from Paris and I'm going to fly to Moscow. Does it fly, does it fly in real time? Yes. You can wow. speed it up like if you want. It's like the trucking one too. Did we talk about that? <laughs> well, we're so, you're just driving a semi-truck? Yeah. I don't know if we talked about In real about that. time, like down highways. <laughs> it's the same thing as those flight things, except you, <laughs> I, <laughs> you have to be careful. Like you could mess up. You have to like make sure your bridges are the right height. Like it's like an actual trucking job, except just virtual. That one makes even less sense to me. <laughs> there are things, there are like Twitch channels where you can watch them live. When you're flying and they go on at for least, days. most people don't have... I know most people don't have their commercial truck license either, but it feels as though that's easier to get. Or if you really wanted to drive those routes, you could just get in your car and drive them. Sure, you're not driving a truck. You don't have to look at the bridge heights. You don't have to figure out yeah. places to stop and sleep. You don't have to meet right. deadlines. <laughs> right. Well, you do have to meet the deadline. I think, like I said, I think it's in real time. Yeah, in the so. game. I'm sure you have to meet the deadline. But I, I feel as though it's harder to get your pilot's license, so at least to fly these these routes it's still you can speed them up but people online will just watch other people fly and we set the flying's pretty boring once you're up and there's nothing going on it's pretty boring uh but then i got into like the fighter jet sims that had missions and and then i thought i'll be a fighter pilot that was that was something i wanted to do for a bit and i did a lot of i bought this manual about all the different types of u.s fighter jets and read about them and so that I bought a joystick that was like a really fancy oh yeah flight stick that had uh-huh. missile guidance and launch <laughs> and then there was a throttle that you could buy that went along with it and then there was rudders you could buy I could never afford the rudders but I wanted to and wow. you know people build these things out like they build out full fake cockpits and they're their gaming rooms. I never got that. I I probably would have if I had the money. It's something that I would have done. And then you know, Sim City. I was into. Well, hold on. Before you, I, this was all on a computer 
right? Not on like a Nintendo or something. Yeah, no, come on. The console games were they're garbage. Well, the closest I got on a Nintendo was playing Top Gun. It was very hard. It was so hard. I could never land on that carrier. Nobody could I think land. I, can't, I landed twice. I don't think in anyone. My life. I don't think anyone ever landed. It's it was, so hard. Up, up, down, 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 left, left, left. It was totally different, though. The the processing power, the graphics cards on them, man. You're missing out. PC gaming was top of the line. Yeah. This, the closest I got to that was just playing Myst. And then on, uh, like, SimCity and things on my cousin's computers. Because I didn't have a computer for a really long time. SimCity was, as I was saying, it was another one I was mm-hmm. into. And I love the, yes. the arcologies. I love building the city. Remember the arcologies? They were the giant structures that housed like 50,000 people. But that was, was that in the original or was that SimCity 2000 is the one I I really got into. The one I was raised on was the one before that. And then I think my cousins got the upgrade and I was like, whoa, it's amazing. It's like a garden on the top and stuff. Yeah, the fancier ones, the launch arco had Uh a nice dome at the top with a lake and some mountains. And then there was Mm -hmm. the forest arco. That was probably, you know, very green. This was cutting edge technology at the time. Amazing. And that, that also had a ringed forest at the top. And then there were the the dank ones, the black one. It was like the, the Darko Arcology, which was one that was asymmetrical and it really bothered me. And then the Plymouth Arco. That was the cheap. These were the cheaper ones. And I don't, I always thought about <laughs> what they were like inside and how depressing they were. But Something about living in those was really appealing to me. This space that was self-contained where you're just up high and the rest of the city existed below you and you didn't have to go interact with all the the plebes. But then a tornado comes through. I turned those off. Oh, what? I was in fun. I really couldn't stand. What about fires and stuff? Did I you turn t- that I off turned too? it all off. I didn't want to fund the fire departments and stuff. I wanted to get, I wanted people to have their baseball stadiums and where the llamas could play. Yep. Did you play, did you get into the uh, roller coaster one at all? Yeah. Roller coaster tycoon. Yeah. Barf I wasn't everywhere. very good at it. I mostly was preoccupied with like keeping the vendors and stuff happy. Like I was, I felt like it wasn't enough about the roller coasters for me. It was more about like the park management. <laughs> so I didn't, I d- it didn't like appeal to me as much. Yeah. When people weren't happy. Yeah. And, and outside of the vendors, but even when your guests weren't happy, I would just spend all my whole, my whole budget on fireworks and launch those off. <laughs> so they would leave happy. <laughs> like, Oh, cool. Interesting. F- fireworks. Yeah. So there was a period where I really got into computer games Mm-hmm. And that dominated my head. And then I feel as though for a while after that, there wasn't much until, I mean, there were, there was other things as, as far as video games go a couple of years ago. Remember I was really into Red Dead Redemption too. Yeah. But a console game. I, the console games are fine now. Consoles have come a long yeah. way, but if you talk to any real person, they, they would. Oh they, yeah. It needs to be like a desktop or something. They're screaming right now that I even said that. Like, have you played Red Dead Redemption 2 on PC? Have you seen what you're able to do with it? So, I'm like, I don't have the graphics card for that. I don't have the keyboard. Like, I don't know. It's fine. But I really enjoy it when something can grab my attention like that. And I can yeah, be interested. It really did, too. You were really into your character and the story arc. Yeah, it's nice to actually mm-hmm. have that for a bit. Um, you know, I did a little bit of painting 
back in 2002 and three. Mm-hmm. And I liked that. And I thought I'll continue this. And the paints are still under my bed at this point, almost two decades old bottles of yeah. acrylic paint. I'm sure they're dried up. Cracked. I thought. Of chalk. I thought I'll get back at it and I'll I'll continue to improve my skills and I found it to be fulfilling. I don't know what it was or why I stopped doing it. It seemed like when I looked into it more, it was just like wow, there's a lot of technique here that I don't think I'm good enough or don't have the patience or I don't want to do it this way. I just want to do it my way and for whatever reason, it scared me off. Well. Yeah, I mean, I think to find your sort of voice with something like that, or your your um, I don't know what it's called when it's not uh like it. Uh, I think you would need more technique, you know, in order to break the rules. Do you know what I mean? Like you have to learn the rules to break the rules, and so maybe you just didn't know the rules. Yeah, I gave up. Yeah, was- I've been doing a lot of drawing lately. I've really been enjoying that. I feel like that's been something I've been really into. I've been doing that thing like when you draw a face and you put the like the weird like lines across people's faces to like line up their eyes and nose and mouth. I don't really know how that works, but I've been doing it. <laughs> well, you good. know, and I've been like practicing hands and things. Very you hard know. to draw along with teeth. Oh, yeah, like actual teeth are ridiculous. If you somebody right now listening, try and sit down and draw a mouth with teeth like actual real looking teeth they end up looking like bad tattoos of like <laughs> people's faces with their like horrible looking gnashed up teeth well, we talked about this before if you're going to get a tattoo of a person one that's a huge risk that you're even yeah. going to go there make sure they're not smiling with their teeth showing don't put the tattoo artist in that position tattooing teeth unless they're teeth. really good i'd like the idea of people bondy yeah <laughs> i like the idea <laughs> Of people getting faces tattooed, though, and then the faces age as they age because their skin gets wrinkly and <laughs> the faces are getting wrinkly on their arm along with, you know, if you if oh, you yeah. sync it up. So the, the person's chin is at the bottom of your arm. And so their chin can get that gooseneck thing going on, just like real life. Huh. Maybe you could instantly make someone younger by tattooing them on your elbow. <laughs> And then, and then just bend it. So bending, <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's like the old woman, baby. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be pretty yep. cool to pull off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you could do that. You were into tattoos at some point. I was. I was into all that. I got a tongue piercing. I got tattooed. But was this something that you thought a lot about? Did you no. think I'm going to continue to get tattoos? I'm thinking about my next creation. No. It was just like, let's do this. Let's be fun. This is a thing. I want to do that thing. I want to experience that that thing. Yeah, so, right. so that was more of a passing thing. That doesn't really fit what we're talking about. No. Mm-mm. Do your do your yeah, kids w- do your kids laugh at your tattoos now? Are they interested? They don't really pay attention. They don't care. When I first, uh, when I when my tattoos were much more new, especially like the one on my leg with the flowers, um, I was working at a daycare and the kids would come up and look at the tattoo and like touch it and like smell it to see if it smelled good because it was flowers, stuff like that. (laughs) That's interesting. (laughs) Yeah. Mm. No, I don't think I was uh, scratch and sniff. I don't know what else I might've been really into. 
I mean, you do seem I like the kind was, of person. Well, go ahead. Well, I was going to say when I was a kid, like I was really into playing Nintendo. I mean, I played every day with my friend Patrick Johannemeyer. I can say the whole name because no one's going to be able to spell Johannemeyer. Um, and yeah, we just constantly played Nintendo and I loved it. And we, you know, we beat Mario 2. You know, I was the first one. It was all a dream. <laughs> Correct. I was uh, the first one in my like neighborhood to get Mario 3. And so I was like, king of the world. And we played that. And we knew the secret thing because of that movie with Fred Savage, the wizard. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so doing all that, like, uh, I don't know. Oh, oh I had the uh, Nintendo Power book that accompanied Mario 3 so that you could go into those um, the, the that card game part of the game like where you flipped the cards over and you had to match them in order to get them and I had the grid of like every combination yeah so you invented so you invested in one of the guides yeah alright so yeah I mean I, I saved up my money to buy a a Sega Sega What's it called? Sega Genesis. Is that no? Not the real. Not the real one. The handheld one. Oh, Game Gear. Yes, Sega Game Gear. And I played. Uh, I played a lot of Aladdin on that, but it took batteries. So on like road trips, it would last me like thirty minutes. <laughs> yeah, those things didn't last long, especially the, no, the, they the Game Boy lasted longer, and that didn't even have that much of a life to it. But you couldn't Mm-mm. play it at night. You need a light Why for that. Because the Game Boy wasn't backlit and it wasn't color. Oh, man. Yeah. My Aunt Marge was really into playing um, the Mario on Game Boy. And I remember playing it. It was just, it was so different than so many other Marios. Yeah. Game Boy was led the way, but quickly was surpassed by some other ones. All right. So you had video yeah. games. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll tell you what is happening now in my life at this advanced hmm. age. I'm finally. The only reason I'm getting into stocks, I'm not really into stocks overall. And I've talked about my. Teach me. I'm a, I don't know anything. There's nothing to teach. I have really, <laughs> really become obsessed with the AMC stock, though, which yeah. is similar, possibly similar to the GameStop, GameStop stock, mm-hmm. which skyrocketed back in January. Because of the squeeze, though, not just because. Of their success no because of the squeeze and you know as ridiculous as this is like the whole setup is it's an us versus them mentality where the common people are fighting the the hedge funds and the brokers on wall street who try to manipulate and artificially control stocks and GameStop, and you know there are people who really understand stock and i'm going to explain it from what i know and i am well aware that I have a long way to go in fully understanding what is going on. But there are some stocks that hedge funds bet against. They want the stock to drop. They want the companies to fail, to an extent at least. And I guess some of this is rooted in the way the stock market here works. And I'll keep it quick so we don't spend too much time on this. But in other countries, when you buy a stock... You buy the stock. You give money, you get the stock at the same time. It's like an exchange. Like you go to the store, you buy something. Immediately you get the good that you're purchasing. 
Here in the United States, apparently days can go by. So what happens is you buy a stock. Everything goes through a brokerage firm. You buy the stock. They give you a placeholder stock. It counts. It's real as far as if you want to sell it. You can sell it immediately. You can sell it two hours later even if you don't have the real stock. But this became, this this creates a stock that's not real at the time. So you pay, let's say, $15 for a stock. So you buy a piece of a, a stock for AMC. The hedge funds want that stock to go down because they can wait several days till they actually give you the real stock. They don't have to give you the real stock again right away. They give you fake stock. A few days go by, then they have to give you the real stock. If the price drops to $12, they pay $12 for that stock. They give you the actual stock. You've paid them $15. They make $3. Okay. You see the way that works? Yeah. They make money because you paid a price and the stock dropped after you right. bought it, and then they can make profit off of that when they finally give you the stock. So what people are doing right now is trying to keep that from happening. They are pushing the prices of stocks up. And stocks like AMC or GameStop are stocks that are, you know, for companies that people tend to enjoy. They're normal, everyday, middle-class lives. I like playing video games. I like going to movies. Whether or not the business models are outdated or have any kind of future, that's up for debate. I mean, sure, things are changing. Do you need to go to an actual store to get a video game now? Are you going to continue going to theaters? Who knows? But people got sick of these stocks being under attack by these hedge funds. And these hedge mm-hmm. funds, you know, also tied in to you know, there's a bad taste in people's mouths from 2008 when people bet against mortgages and everything. A lot of people lost their shit, but some people got really fucking rich off of it. Yes. And so it does feel like this battle going on right now. You kind of I kind of realize how rigged the stock market really is. You can invest in a company and think that company I think will do well and. Maybe it will, maybe make some money, but all of it is so manipulated. But I feel like I'm part of this weird movement right now. And a lot of these people that are on the side of buying AMC stock, the comic book, they're also insufferable. <laughs> like they are. There's all this strange terminology that goes with it and everyone refers to themselves as apes. Yeah, I've read some of that and I didn't understand the jargon. Well, so the apes is you know, uh, Planet of the Apes, something like okay. sign language. Oh, so they're like rising up. Well, one of the apes in the the most recent ones says in American Sign Language that, uh, you know, apes are stronger when they stick together. Oh. And then, you know, things like diamond. Oh, okay. Because when you look on Reddit and you look up like AMC stock, there's a lot of weird, like you said, like verbiage around it. And then um, somebody was like, oh, my, you know, I put all this money in and nothing's happening. And they're like, stay strong, brother. Yeah, diamond hands. Like- you have to have diamond hands. Diamond hands is the person who doesn't sell. And, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, the, the brokers and the hedge funds are still trying to scare people into selling stocks. You know, they can drive the price lower and if some people see that their money's going away. They may panic and sell. And the, when you sell, it gives them an opportunity to get their stock back, to buy more stock. At some point, they have to buy the stock because they have to disperse the stock that they have sold. And... There's only there's limited stock on the market also, and if you sell, that gives them more access and makes things easier for them. You have to hold on to it. Paper hands is a person who sells, who who gets scared or doesn't hold on to the stock that long. And yeah, so I'm, I've I've invested two thousand dollars at this point into it. I don't know if it's going to go anywhere. I don't know if it's going to shoot up like GameStop. It may I know. not. You know, people are on top. I want to. I want to invest in it just because 
of that looking back at that GameStop thing. Like, man, but if you, I was in on that. Yeah, it's easy to say for anything. There was some biology stock that shot up the other day because they had a successful trial with Alzheimer's disease uh, medications and or treatments. And it it's, you know, fourfold, fivefold. I don't know what it was. The price really it's easy to look back and say, man, if I were in on that. And GameStop, I think, caught people off guard. AMC, it does seem as though it could happen, but also you're not going to catch people off guard like you did the first time. So the battle that rages on. The truth is with AMC, its stock after COVID, it was around $2 a share, and it probably should be around $2 a share if you're really working on the valuation of the company. But it's up to, well, it closed at 12-something, but it got up to like 15. They've already squeezed it up but is it going to skyrocket is it gonna really shoot yeah to the moon yeah <laughs> um but there so are this people is what you're into right now yeah but because of this also yeah. that's gotten me into reddit and oh yeah reddit's really interesting reddit is the place i go for any actual advice i need well on i would something. i would read reddit and i would i would search things and read what uh-huh. people were writing about it and you have to remember that these people are just like you they're just putting their opinions out there and you, you can't just take it all as the end right. all be all but with reddit i would read it but now i'm active and i'm posting and oh you are well one of because one of the amc what's your username the amc stock <laughs> the amc stock like live feed you couldn't post it unless you had a certain amount of karma because oh, they were trying to stop oh. spammers and new people from coming in and stirring yeah. shit up. And wow. So, so, and I know you hate Reddit. Well, I know you like it, but I also know you have a, an iffy relationship with it. It's, it's a big uh, problem in your marriage. I know. Oh, well, so it wasn't Reddit. Wasn't the problem. <laughs> Reddit. Yeah. Reddit was the, uh, Reddit was just there, you know, Reddit was the symptom. Yes. Mm-hmm. Reddit was. <laughs> I, I know people are trying to wonder what happened now. I just feel like Reddit. Well, it was just a. It was just a lot of time spent on the phone. Well, I've you know. been like this over the past week, and especially the last couple of days, because I've been posting and all these other forums and subreddits oh, because man. I'm trying to get my karma up so I can just post in the AMC stock. But also, I've, I've, no, yes, I check and like, oh wow, well, have I have people responded? Am I getting? I've, I've been like writing relationship <laughs> advice to twenty year olds. I was like, hey. Wow, really? I, I, I didn't seek it out, but I was like on the main yeah. page. And so my comments would be seen. I switched it to newest posts instead of most popular. Right. Because most popular yeah. I already have shitload of comments. So newest things and a couple of things where like, I, my girlfriend's breaking up with me. <laughs> I would write it and try to get some, some upvotes. I'm sure that you're probably giving some of the best advice on there then possibly who knows but i've become consumed with it and now the whole culture of the amc stock and the apes and (laughs) i feel like i'm part of this community and i know some of it's ridiculous some people are saying this is going to be well well, one some people are saying that the uh shares are going to go up to a hundred thousand dollars a share that's not going to happen there's no way that's fucking going to happen that will not happen it can't i don't see there are many reasons But you think it's going to go up above 15 it could i i hold out hope that it will but i'm investing money do i want to lose two thousand dollars i'm probably going to invest more tomorrow do i want to lose this money no but if i did it's not going to ruin me i'm gonna throw like 200 bucks well you have to get uh, an account with i don't know how to do all that well you have to get an app and you have to transfer money to it and then you have to buy the shares 
I don't want to do it. We can, we can walk through it. But okay. you have to actually be ready to lose that money. You can't assume that That's it's fine. going to. I can lose the money. To, because some people have seemingly put everything they own into it. Yeah, don't do I would not do that. It's in, because they really do believe. And some person said this is going to be the largest transfer of wealth in the history of the world. I don't. I don't know if it's gonna. That's gonna happen. I. I don't. I, it's very volatile. Is all I'm saying. Yeah. I can see the way it could shoot off the same way GameStop did, but I also can see it not happening. And, of course. And <laughs> it's a gamble. It's just a gamble. But I've. I've. But it's a. It's a. It's um a little bit uh like an under the table sort of deal because there are people in on it trying to squeeze it. I've become a, a consumed with it. Right. And then, you know, online and in general, I haven't ever been a part of social media. I have, but not to any deep extent. And now I find myself and I, I always knew that there was the dopamine burst that you would get the serotonin flood if you get likes or responses. But now I've, I've found myself, oh, someone, someone responded or uh, I got something. And yeah, I, I'm also trying to infiltrate the female dating strategy subreddit, which is for women only by making, by making posts like men are, men are stupid, but more thoughtful than that posting as a dude. And I want to see if I can get in there. What do you want to, what, what do you want to see? Uh, nothing. I, that's the thing. I don't want to go in there and really cause trouble or stir anything up. I just, I just want to see if I can fool people into thinking I'm a woman. <laughs> all right. That's all. Well, good luck. And so, you know, the apps. And then I know that we need to wrap up, but I was thinking of you yeah. and your new interest. I was wondering if dating apps to you have really started to consume your brain. No, uh, more than dating apps, uh, TikTok. Oh, yeah. You I are really in it. love with TikTok. I don't understand how to make things necessarily. Uh, I run into some like uh, sort of noob troubleshooting issues with it. Um, but I love scrolling through TikTok. Oh man, do I love it. You fucking noob. Yeah, I'm a noob. Pwned. Yeah. I'm totally pwned on you, TikTok. You do send a lot of TikTok. Well, I assume the dating apps because you've never experienced them. And no, it, I don't it, really care. It's an interesting world. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not, I'm not into the dating apps. I mean, I have one right now, but I don't. I don't really care. You don't like going through like a catalog, looking at who could be next. You look at you, look at your smile. I don't like you. Look at your hair. I don't know. It's just not. It's not hooking me. Wow, you're you know? tall. It makes it so easy. It's right at your fingertips. All right. Every single dude has a picture of himself with a dog. Yeah, Every of course, single one. because it works. There was one person that had a picture of them with a goat, and I liked them because they were weird and with a goat. They ended up not being so cool. But yeah, what did they do? They were just talking to me like, what are you doing today? You know, I'm like, oh, he's like, I'm going to go antiquing and then I'm just going to go home and stare into the abyss. Oh, you I mentioned like, this person. I like that guy. I know. I was like, sounds like a Greg guy. Um, and then I was like, uh, well, the first part sounds cool. The second part sounds like a bummer. He's like, not really. Something about keeping alive his existential crisis. I was like, okay. Maybe he's joking. <laughs> uh I, I did not get any implication that he was joking. You can't read. You aren't reading the stone properly. All right. Well, you're not getting into those. I would assume something new that you've never got to experience since you were already 
you know, shackled, <laughs> hitched. By no, I think right now the thing that I'm into is, I don't know, doing, thinking about myself, doing things that I like for therapy. myself. Therapy is yeah, ther- a therapeutic its, mindset. It's got its hooks sure. in you. It's tentacles yeah. are coursing through your body. I'm it's, really sorry. Every show has to end with me saying I have to pee. All right. Well, we'll wrap up so the show sorry. unceremoniously. I know. We were supposed it's to. It's like my bladder is like. We're supposed to get the died. scoop. I was supposed to get the scoop so people would listen to us tomorrow instead of the Von oh, Hessler yeah. Doctrine about your date. Tune in to the Von Hessler Doctrine. No. Scoop. It was supposed to be <laughs> us with the scoop so people would listen. But fine. Yeah. So be it. Go pee. That's it. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Please uh, please support our sponsor, HoffandPepper.com. You can get 15% off with the code one topic 15 uh, they have some really great hot sauce. You can check them out. And thank you, everyone. Um, I don't know. Comment on what you're into. Oh, engagement. No, Do no, it. Come on. Don't. It's cheesy. <laughs> I'll post my picture of the cicadas. Cheesy. And the video fun. of the sound they make. Tell us what you like. <laughs>